Hello, my friend, and welcome to this podcast through a trauma-informed lens, Soma, Psyche, and Soul. My name is Aneta Itchak, and I'm your host here. This podcast is for you if you're a heart-centered practitioner who works or wants to work with clients in a more trauma-informed and somatic way. You might be a coach, a yoga teacher or therapist, a healer, holistic wellness practitioner or a body worker. I welcome you here. In this podcast, we are going to explore how we can connect with and support others from a more compassionate and embodied space and in a way that includes the wholeness of our and our clients' felt experience, in a way that includes our soma, psyche, and soul. I will be sharing with you somatic practices and tools that I teach in our trauma-informed somatic teacher and coach training certifications. And I will be speaking with other practitioners who, like me, are on a mission to create safer spaces and make a real positive impact within their communities and the world. I hope you will join me in this conversation and welcome again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another conversation. And today I have a pleasure of speaking with Sophie Ray, who's an artist, a yoga teacher, and training to be a trauma-informed somatic teacher and coach for women. So welcome, Sophie. Hi, Annetta. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thank you for taking time to, to speak with me. It's so lovely to have you here on the podcast. And, you know, I've known you for quite a while, quite a few years now. And, you know, I always uh, think about how it was such a coincidence of us really connecting together. And, you know, you posted something in a Facebook group and I kind of replied and then we talked and, and then we've been in contact ever since. And it's been such a you know, privilege to be part of your journey and for us to connecting and and being together. And I particularly am so um, happy to be speaking with you because you bring this very unique approach, you know, to, to your work, to really blending together creativity, to um, blend together art, somatics, yoga is very much um approach to being and creating and I absolutely love it and so you know I'd love to hear and for everybody else I'd love to for you to share with us maybe a little bit about your story like you know how did you end up doing what you're doing right now yeah um so I guess you know the first thing is that I have I've been an artist all my life that is kind of my initial thing I went to uni, I did illustration, and I've worked as an illustrator since 2010. But that has kind of changed and developed over time. And I don't always call myself an illustrator, I would say illustrator, artist, mixed media, I like to interchange. Um, and now I include it in my, the work that I do through yoga and somatics. And um, I started going to yoga with my mom back in 2012 and I just loved it you know like you, you have that feeling don't you after your first class of what was that but wow 
<laughs> something really felt uh yeah something felt good there um and it was that it was a real moment of connecting with my body because I've spent years being quite disconnected from my body throughout uni um so that was a real moment of like oh I can be in my body um it's not a bad place to be and I was doing yoga for a few years and I went and did a foundation course just to learn a little bit more about it because I knew that it wasn't just a physical practice there was so much more to it and people had said to me oh you should be a yoga teacher and I was like I don't really know I don't really know what that means you know (laughs) and there wasn't that much yoga around at that time not as much as there is now and I hadn't been doing it for that long um so I just wanted to learn more um so I did a course in London and yeah I was like wow that was where I thought okay it was the spiritual side of it and mixed in with the physical and just I just wanted to learn more about it so I decided to do my yoga teacher training and I never thought that I would actually teach people because I was very shy I say shy shy introverted and I I claim those like I'm not you know I I don't think that's a bad thing at all but I've always been quite shy so for me to stand up in front of people and teach a class it felt quite big and there were moments in my yoga teacher training um I started in 2017 that I thought I can't do this I can't stand up in front of people but I used the practices of yoga to help me through those feelings um and and I just knew that it was what I wanted to do and I so I had to do it and just <laughs> I just knew something in me felt like this is what you're supposed to be doing um and I decided on my teacher training I decided that I wanted to teach beginners people had said this is it's a really good place to start because you really get to know people you really get to understand bodies you really get to understand the the complete variation of people in front of you and human makeup <laughs> uh so I set up a, a beginner's class it was a gentle class I wanted it to be very slow um and not I I always did flow classes but I just didn't want that to be what I put out into the world so I started doing I started teaching on a Thursday at 9.45 and the people that walked through the door were people in their 60s, somebody with fibromyalgia, somebody who was really badly suffering with depression. So I had, and it was only a small group, I had about six people in the room, so it was nice and small. And that was kind of that, initial moment of like these are the people that I really like to support and really want to support and I enjoy figuring out ways of 
you know, it's not a, you have to fit the pose. It's how can I adapt it and give an option for you so that you can experience the benefits of it without having to force yourself into it. So I really enjoyed the, it's the creative thinking. It's the problem solving of how do I guide uh, this selection of people through this sequence that I've put together in the different ways that they are built up does that make sense (laughs) yes completely and I really love it I love it how uh, intuitively you know how you connected with it and and you know what kind of people the universe offered you and how you responded to it it's it's really lovely yeah so is that the the kind of client groups that you've been teaching yeah so since then I guess because my classes are in the daytime, the majority of people that I I was getting at that point when I qualified, they were they were retirees or or stay at home mums or you know, but the majority of the people yeah were sixty plus, and I just love working with them. I just really mm. found my my little plan. <laughs> um, and yeah so I've been doing that ever since and it's it has evolved over time uh you know they are 60 plus so I teach gentle now I teach gentle somatic yoga for older adults and I have worked with people with fibromyalgia with people through going through breast cancer recovery people with hip replacements knee problems lots of different things um and my kind of aim is to help them to regain that trust and that sense of safety and stability. So it's it's a lot of functional movement, um, mobility, strength building, appreciation for your body, even when it doesn't feel like <laughs> when your body's against you, it's how can I appreciate my body? Um, and that's yeah something that I've learned myself over the years so it's yeah going from my own experiences I haven't experienced anything like what they've experienced but I just I put I try and put myself in their shoes of like how do I what do I think that they feel how do I think that they are, can't get that sentence out you know <laughs> that's okay what would they <laughs> yeah how would how would I respond if I was them mm. in their body mm. so I really try and think what would help and then we try things out and that's what I love about somatics and I started doing somatics in 2020 I think it was during lockdown I started you know the words started popping up and I started doing Uh, somatic practices online and I really enjoyed it and I thought this is going to really help the people that I work with um, to release that chronic tension and pain and to help people to connect and gain that trust in their body Yeah. yeah I love that I love that because it's really it's such a inclusive practice isn't it such an accessible inclusive practice 
where a lot of kind of yoga practices, more traditional yoga poses and yoga movements uh, might be inaccessible to people who uh, are maybe working, you know, living with fatigue or living with some kind of injuries or have mobility problems. Um, you know, somatics is much gentler, much more yeah. accessible, much more intuitive, really. Yeah. And that's what I love. I love that intuitive movement and an approach to the practice. And I, you know, I, I never say, oh, it's inclusive and accessible. Those aren't really words that I tend to use. I do use them because they are, but it's not, that's not how I mm. <laughs> market it. Um, but it's uh it is yeah that is what I I do aim I want it to be a safe space for people and I can't you know it doesn't mean that I can support everyone but it's you know come in have a go let's see what we can do let's work together offering a one-to-one maybe if they need a little bit more personal support and if I'm not for them that's fine you know and if they need something else I will refer them on and you know, that's a good thing about in this industry, in the well-being industry, especially where I live, you just know lots of different practitioners. So it's easy to refer someone to someone else. So referring to a physio, for example, and that has really helped some of my clients um, just having that extra thing that they might need. Um, so it's not my class will fix everything because <laughs> that's not how it works <laughs> um but yeah having that understanding that it sometimes takes other things and and uh, me having that knowledge of what that might be yeah mm, yeah very mindful and thoughtful and compassionate approach yeah yeah my yeah and, yeah and collaborative with other practitioners yeah. because really we can't be masters of everything like we can be really good at certain things and we might specialize in certain things but as you just said you know it's like your class what you offer is not everything there are other approaches and you know we when it's focused more on the client or on the student rather than the modality or the practitioner mm -hmm. yeah you know it's very much more needs led yeah yeah and with the trauma-informed approach as well I can't remember when it was that I started bringing that in but I think definitely before we started working together I didn't really use that word or that I didn't say trauma-informed because I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> mm. But I have always been quite conscious of where are my boundaries? What can I can I and can't I do? You know, the amount of times you get asked, oh, I've got this niggle, what do you think it is? Or like, this hurts, can I do this? And it's like, I don't know because I'm not a physio and I don't have x-ray vision let's see <laughs> let's see what happens see take it slow try things out or go and see a physio first let them assess you and then you know maybe you come back to me and we work together and yeah so I've always been very conscious that 
I I can't do it all and you know I'm not I don't claim to very safe approach mm. very very yeah. safe approach so I'm wondering you know how how because we were speaking before this podcast and um you know we were chatting a little bit about you know how this last year your approach has changed um you know with the training that you are doing with the trauma-informed somatic teacher and coach for women certification training and you know bringing I mean, I really love your approach. You know, it's like there is this, this when I when I think about you, I always think this like, you know, um, art and creativity and the workshops that you do, you know, the, the workshops and day retreats where you bring together yoga and yoga nidra and movement and somatics and um, creativity and art. I think it's just such a wonderful combination. So I wonder, you know, how has your work changed over the last, I don't know, year or year and a half, bringing more of the somatics and really more consciously blending um, those different modalities or approaches? Yeah, how has it changed? Um, just taking my mind back a bit. <laughs> It's easy sometimes to get to the end of the year and go, Whew, yeah, where did that go? Um, but now I do reflect every month. Uh, <laughs> I haven't done my November reflection yet, okay. but <laughs> um, it's so how to say it bringing in, I throughout the training, it's I've looked at the things that I really resonate with and the things that I'm doing myself in my own practices. Um, so that intuitive exploration and that creativity, that playfulness. My work is about supporting people to find that within themselves their own inner joy and inner playfulness and you know we can get to a point where things are just so serious all the time and the world is serious and chaotic and scary and all of those things you know and we are like at the time when the pandemic was happening I I put my first online workshop, my yoga nidra and art workshop online. And it was a space to bring people together to just have a little bit of joy and play and connection. And it's, you know, I love watching people who've like, who are like, oh, I've, I haven't been creative since I was a kid. And they're in their 60s. And then they do it and they're like, that was amazing. You know, they they don't think that they're the best, but that's not what it's about it's about the process mm. and using my approach with art for me art is my it's my safe space it's my outlet it's my way of it's like meditation and it's really good for processing your emotions and understanding your body understanding your mind allowing things to just be a little bit free and loose 
um you know there's lots of different benefits to creativity mm -hmm. um and those are what I you know I'm trying to share as much as that as I can and remembering that we are allowed to experience joy and playfulness during the chaotic times yeah. and the challenging times. Yeah, I love that. I, I think this is exactly it, isn't it? And we've had conversations before around it, that when you start, you know, doing more of this kind of trauma and trauma recovery or trauma healing stuff, and you focus on being trauma informed and, you know, it can become very serious and very heavy and very, and, you know, when I think about you and your energy and the playfulness and creativity, there is this little sparkle or a big sparkle <laughs> of just, you know, looking from a different, joyful, fun experience. And, you know, in a sense, what you just said, you know, we are allowed to feel that even if the world is chaotic. Um, and, you know, when I think about it from the nervous system point of view, it's very difficult to have creativity and be joyful if you are in a constant state of hyperactivity and hyper alertness, this fight or flight, you know, sympathetic mm -hmm. response. And it's impossible to do that when you're in a shutdown or freeze. And so actually, you know, that curiosity, this joyfulness, this orienting towards playfulness and, and joy can really help us in regulated in regulating our nervous system i mean what mm -hmm. comes to mind is i remember when i was working in a crisis center you know and we had residential crisis center center of london lots of lots of clients coming through many of them you know with um very difficult upbringing in and out of services in and out of prison you know, mental health, physical health, so much stuff in there. And when when I was holding the space, because I was responsible for, for creativity as well, like uh, groups and activities. So I held all the groups, like two groups a day, and then lots of different activities. And I remember, you know, just sitting around a table with guys who were spent you know probably half of their life in prison <laughs> being very streetwise and you know very long-term chaotic substance use and then taking the you know making with stickers Christmas cards and just yeah. being really relaxed and doing you know and drawing stuff and creating those cards and just having a laugh and you yeah. know how creativity can create that sense of safety and can shift you into a different way of being um, out of your mind, out of this sense of being in constant threat into just being here, being curious, having a bit of fun, exploring, noticing what's possible, having a laugh, not being perfect, all of those yeah. kind of things that come with creativity. Yeah, so no I expectation. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I wonder, it's like what, you know, I wonder what insights um, your clients share with you when they attend your workshops. 
So a lot of them tend to think that they're not creative. That is an overall, uh, that's a theme really. Mm. It's like, oh, I'm not creative. I can't paint. Like, And I do believe that we all have creativity within us. And you know that I talk about the creative inner child mm. a lot. And that's something that I want to explore more as I go through the training and as I just start to bring things together for, you know, for future work. And I've had people at the end say that they did feel more connected to their creative inner child or that they allowed themselves that space to play and just have a go and realizing that, yeah, you don't have to be the best. You don't, it, it's not about that. If you want to learn more, that's great. Okay. You know, there are loads of courses out there to progress with art, but starting at the basics and going back to that childlike play that, you know, if you think of children, if they're making art and they get told that's rubbish, that moment of, oh, well, I'm not going to do that then because I don't want to be told that I'm rubbish or oh, I'm not very good at that. So I won't do it. Yeah. It's re it's rekindling that in someone, that ability to, to express yourself um, and allow your inner child to make a mess mm. and find a way to because the more you play the more you do uncover your creativity and it boosts your imagination if you don't do it your imagination doesn't <laughs> doesn't expand doesn't widen and your perspective doesn't broaden either and I've had people who have come to every single workshop that I've done over the past year including day retreats and that very first one they yeah they thought that they weren't very good they were like oh, I can't paint but they kept coming back mm -hmm. just for the fun of it yeah for that playfulness and that has really helped them I think the last time they came you know they'd had a really bad night's sleep they they were not in a good place and they sat down and just immerse themselves in painting with watercolors and felt so much better by the time they left <laughs> they were more that. present it's you know and somebody wise once said there's no creativity without somatics mm. I think that was you <laughs> <laughs> And I love that. That really resonated with me. I was like, oh, you're right, because we use our bodies to create. If you're in your head, it's really hard to make art in any sense because you're overthinking and you're worrying. Yeah, your your mind is still working because it's problem solving and it's thinking, where am I going to take this? But actually, that is a felt sense that is an intu uh, an instinct in you of like, where am I going to go with this? And that takes time to build. 
yeah as well and that's so. that curiosity as well isn't it mm. that curiosity let's and experimentation let's try this and see how that works rather than oh it has to look proper and it has to be perfect and it has to be you know yeah yeah and that's kind of where I am with my art at the moment so I still take on commissions and I do illustration commissions and I just I still draw but actually my own practice art practice is is abstract and loose and messy at times and just let's see where this goes and I don't I don't really I don't sell a lot of my art at the moment I'm you know I'm focusing on the somatic side of things and my workshops and and classes for older adults so that's what I'm doing there but I still come to my art practice to explore and and that helps feed into the work that I'm doing with my day retreats and and events um but I mean I'm yeah enjoying that loose expressive no strings attached (laughs) art Gosh, and that's so different from how our society is built, isn't it? Where there is all kind of data and outcomes and results and it has to be right. And, it, you know, this solution focused on the mind thing of fixing. Mm. It's like, let's fix it. Let's make it better. Let's improve it. Let's make it bigger, bolder and as quickly as possible. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So I wonder, you know, where are you taking your work? Because it's it's been it's been absolutely amazing seeing you develop this quite unique approach and you know from all this from your experience and your your lived experience and your training and your unique point of view your work with your clients you know it's kind of where are you taking it now so the the route I'm going down and the work that I'm already doing now is about helping people or supporting people on their journey of reclaiming their own inner joy and finding that inner spark and maybe and and in a child healing as well um that will come into it in a trauma-informed way mm. um and trusting regaining that trust in their bodies that's kind of a big one that will that is going to come into it and that's the work that I do with people one-to-one I'm I help people to find to reconnect with their bodies in in whatever way that they are experiencing so with the coaching when I officially call myself a coach (laughs) um that's the kind of work that I want to go down so supporting people uh with maybe people that are having body image issues uh disordered eating that will be a route that includes creativity and includes that inner child healing and yeah so it's it's there it's it's coming out 
but that's I think that's a future project that's it <laughs> um but it is happening you know it is happening now yeah and yeah allow themselves allowing people that time to play mm. um and explore and reconnect in a judgment-free space yeah I love that yeah hopefully that made sense yeah completely (laughs) completely I love that I I can feel how my body and soul want that it's like I want to be held in that kind of space and you know I know that I am personally I am quite um guilty of getting very serious very serious very very serious and then I (laughs) you know go into my workaholic tendencies and get very serious Mm -hmm. very serious (laughs) And then the joy and the play, it kind of gets left a little bit to the side because there isn't, if I don't consciously create space and time for it, um, apart from playing obviously with my dog, but if I don't, if I don't create space for it, if I get too drawn into the work and this kind of seriousness, then I feel it. I feel it in my body. I start getting a bit more rigid and a bit yeah. more um really constricted and yes yeah <laughs> that's exactly it yeah. yeah and even my body starts tensing up then you know it's got yeah. its own pattern of holding stress and tension and you know mm. and I start finding things funny or uh, joyful yeah. and yeah so I feel very that too. important part yeah. yeah I know when I haven't been painting enough or or just allowing myself that space to be creative that is yeah I yeah I stop finding things funny as well and get a bit serious and and very in my head so yeah I am doing this all from experience yeah yeah and I love it it. I'm really looking forward to you know seeing more how you develop it you know um going deeper into that inner child work and the somatics and that Mm. connection between the felt sense and the body and the creativity I think it's Mm. it's such a needed work because that's something that you know within we don't have a lot we don't have a lot of those spaces we have now you know it's changing it's changing over the last 20 years you know we have got more more of the awareness of trauma and trauma-informed and trauma-aware approaches and the language that we use and the spaces that we provide and, um, you know, the therapeutic spaces and body focused stuff. But we still, I think there is this, just like the within our society, society, you know, we've got the body and mind and the soul. Mm-hmm. We also have got like daily life and creativity. And for so many people, it's treated as a luxury uh, yeah. rather than as a necessary part of feeding our soul and our yes. you know connection to life itself yeah. yeah and that's really important for me so when we look back at the accessibility and inclusive it's really important for me to be able to offer it to a wide range of people and it not just be a luxury because that is a big part of the problem and I 
I don't want to be part of the problem, is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's finding a solution. So, you know, looking at different types of funding and and how I can bring it into spaces where people don't always don't know how to um approach those practices or or there's no yeah they or maybe they can't afford to or yeah that's it's going to be really important that I look at those avenues mm. and make yeah. sure things are yeah accessible financially yeah. yeah I love that I love that yeah getting getting some funding and getting mm -hmm. making it more accessible definitely yeah 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 so Sophie before we finish um if people are interested in finding more about your work and maybe signing up for some of your online or in-person mm -hmm um offering so even working with you one-to-one -one, where can they find you so you can go to my website which is www.sophieray which is r-e-y yoga.co.uk i have uh, an instagram page which is sophie ray yoga underscore art and i can't add somatics onto the end of that so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so at some point that will change <laughs> uh and also I've got a Facebook page as well which I think is Sophie Ray Yoga and I'm doing I've got a free online workshop in January which is mm -hmm. all somatics so oh. really exciting that wow. it's um somatic movement and dance somatic meditation and creative flow journaling Oh wow, that so sounds lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Online. And people can find it on your website. It's on my website. It's a free or donation-based offering. Um and yeah, just dipping my toe in a little bit more. And <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sophie. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and uh thank you for taking time yeah. to to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you are interested in our training certifications at Golden Mandala Yoga Soma Institute, I invite you to visit our website, www.anettai.co.uk, where you can find all the information about our training certifications, uh, trauma-informed somatic teacher and coach for women and trauma-informed yoga teacher, as well as Thriving Business Mandala coaching program. I look forward to connecting with you more. Mm -hmm.